grand final is primed to be a huge one in RL letters rather than the AFL. Uh, and to look, take a look at it, we're joined by Fox Sports Yvonne Sampson. A very good afternoon to you, uh, Yvonne. It is, it, I don't know about you, but for me, it's felt like a pretty subdued, low key grand final week. So maybe we've got a powder keg waiting to go off on the weekend. Oh my goodness, I hope so. I'm, I, you're probably asking the wrong person. I've been a Broncos fan since yes. 1988. So I've thrown myself wholeheartedly and embarrassingly and passionately <laughs> into this week. Uh, the Broncos, we were lucky enough to have both grand final teams in the room for the Dally M's on Wednesday night. And then the Broncos did a closed training session just on Leichhardt Oval, which is right in my neighbourhood. So I, I snuck down, I snuck through the fence and um, even on the, the iconic Wayne Pierce Hill, it had uh, good luck Broncos. So, uh, and they had the big fan site all set up yesterday uh, down at Circular Key in Sydney. I'll be going to their captain's run tomorrow. So yeah, I'm, I'm fully into this up to the eyeballs and couldn't be happier. <laughs> Yeah, look, the Broncos uh, back where a lot of people like you, Yvonne, would say they belong and a club that's had so much success for so many years, a cornerstone uh, of the, the rise of the, the Winfield Cup, the uh, AF, ARL Super League, whatever, everything right through the NRL era, they have had their fingerprints all over. It has been a little while between drinks for a club this successful. Huge underdogs, but this is a club that still has huge expectations of success from the fan base. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a powerhouse club and, and they were really, you know, and you go back to those early 90s. So mm. uh, entered the ARL in the in 88 and then, it, you know, success came almost immediately. By the time 92, I mean, if you think about how young that team was. It was a one-team town. They had all of the Queensland superstars. Every little kid north of the Tweed wanted to be a Brisbane Bronco by that stage. Uh, so they they got this aura about them. They got this big reputation and they, they were used to winning premiership trophies they they just became you know known for striving to succeed and having the best of the best and you're right it's been a long time now and I was just looking back at some of the premierships and some beautiful moments I mean the 2000 uh, grand final and there's uh, some beautiful pictures of Kevin Walters holding the premiership trophy and he's got his three little boys with him these yes. gorgeous little blonde haired boys now one of those the middle one is Billy Walters and you think about the, how powerful that moment was back in 2000 for the Walters family because sadly uh, Kevy had lost his first wife Kim to mm. breast cancer just a couple of years beforehand so there he was a father with these little boys and now on Sunday he has a chance to stand on that stadium again that that podium again uh with the trophy with his son who could potentially be a premiership winner and their little grandson so it's it's such a beautiful intergenerational moment um and i know there's so many wonderful storylines and of course we've got nathan and ivan cleary father and son again up on in another grand final their fourth straight so um yeah when you when you look back at the some of the really big moments for the broncos i think sunday could go down in history as as one of the greatest yeah, uh, there's a wonderful uh, biography on the uh, that that period of the uh, the Walters life. Braveheart, wonderful, wonderful read as well. Um, a, a hugely emotive time, uh, and it really cemented Kevin Walters from not just being a great player and, and a foil for uh, Alfie Langer, but that's where we really saw Kevin Walters' personality come out, and that's a big part of that personality. That emotion is what's been a big part of driving this Broncos team back to the promised land. 
he's such an emotional character. You know, he he really rides the highs and lows. And um, and I mean, Ricky Stewart's probably the biggest one that <laughs> rides the pantomime of rugby league. That he's well, a he's a well, big love and a big hater. <laughs> I think I think emotion might not be the quite right word for for Ricky. There's, there's, there's issues. Yeah. There's issues there. But it's there it's, are some <laughs> issues there. God love him. But you're right. Kevy really does dial in, and he's not afraid to get really emotional and really vulnerable. Um, and I, I think it's a strength of his, and it it will it will unlock something very special. I think in this playing group, they're young. They they have big game experience in terms of origin, but they've never been this far before. Only, I think, Adam Reynolds and Kurt Capewell have got grand final experience. So this is a young and exciting playing group. So they're going to be hanging on his every word. How many premierships has Kevy been to? Is it six? Is he won five? I can't remember. I lose count. He's been there a lot of times. This will be his first as coach. But, yeah, Kevy doesn't mind getting uh, a little bit teary and and really tapping into what it means and, and what's your why. Why are you here? Why do you play? Why are you a Brisbane Bronco? What does that mean to you? And um, I think it's going to be exceptional. I think this playing group's going to respond very strongly. Well, look, to get there, and you've got to be you've got to be a, 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 a fan of of the way that the Broncos play their football, bar the odd forward pass, Yvonne. But aside from <laughs> aside, aside from that, uh, they are playing wonderful rugby league. And do you think that the crowd and the non Panthers fans are going to get behind the Broncos, or is that state line that where the tweed heads are going to make everybody rail against uh, the Broncos? I know growing up that uh, for if you weren't a Broncos fan. Why you admired them? You, you didn't wish more success their way. Do you think there's still that hangover, or do you think they're going to be the uh, the Cinderella team for the crowd? Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I think there's still a lot of Bronco. Uh, negativity out there, you know, just because they were the tall poppies for so long. And, of course, Super League didn't help. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think there is still a lot of anti-Broncos out there. And, and, look, Penrith are very happy to not be everyone's cup of tea either. Um, they're, they're for the West. They're from the West. They are true Westies through and through, and and they couldn't be prouder of it. So um, they're not looking for any other bandwagoners either. Uh, do you know what's funny? I think the Warriors became everyone's favourite team, to be honest, and it just dialed into all the hearts and minds of rugby league fans everywhere so I think if the Warriors were playing on Sunday everyone would have been a Warriors fan but yeah Broncos just don't have that goodwill I guess but look I I think we've got the right grand final they were the two best teams all year if you look at uh, the preliminary finals last week the Broncos had 23 offloads now I think that's a bit of a blueprint on how they're going to attack these Panthers uh, unlock some of the the attacking weapons because if you have Tom Flegler and Payne Haas and Kurt Capewell and Pat Carrigan getting that arm free and creating that second phase play, then sound the alarm because that's when Reese Walsh and Ezra Mam and Tony Staggs and Herbie Farnworth, they're going to be chiming in and, and running shape at the Panthers. And uh, look, it's going to, I think the Broncos are going to, every single Broncos is going to need to be a 10 out of 10 because these Penrith Panthers are in the middle of a dynasty, whether we want to accept it or not. And I think a, a dynasty in the NRL is harder than it has ever been in the history of rugby league because of the salary cap, because of pressures on clubs and coaches and players. They're now into their fourth straight grand final, shooting for that incredible three-peat. We can stop referencing back to those brilliant um, Parramatta Eels in 81, 82 and 83. Um, but I think we've got to really respect the system and the excellence that Parramatta have have put forward. And to stay at the top of the league in the modern age is just exceptional. And look, Nathan Cleary is building an elite, um, an extraordinary body of work. Mm. As a, as a very skilled halfback, and uh, and to watch him go to work against Adam Reynolds, 
um, who has been there and done that before for South Sydney and he's spoken about falling back in love with the game and falling in love with the Brisbane Broncos. And you could argue that Adam Reynolds has been there, yes, but maybe he's doing it better than he ever has at the moment. So um, across the park, pound for pound, if you look at the positional matchups, this will be hopefully, fingers crossed, the best game we have seen in a long, long time. Yvonne, both these teams, producer Brad here, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Uh, how important is it um, in terms of the halftime lead? Because for me, both these teams seem to be really good front runners, right? I know Brisbane came back uh, in the Warriors game, but the first 25 minutes of that game was insane. Uh, and Penrith seemed, they, they liked that sort of smothering style of defence and sort of ground you into submission, whereas the Broncos like to blast you in submission, but neither team particularly that good coming from behind. So do you see the first half and the first half lead as key in this match? Yeah, you're a thousand percent correct. The, the Panthers have evolved in the way that they go about their footy. And if you look at the last few years, I mean, they were blowing teams off the park by 40 points or more. And you're right, they're happy to sit in the grind now. They're happy to just stay in their system and stay in their shape. And they'd be content to win 12-10. You know, they don't, they don't need that those big um, eye-catching landslide score lines anymore. Whereas the Broncos, they don't – they're very – untraditional in the sense they don't need to build momentum through their sets. They can go from a standing start, then all of a sudden they've put two quick tries on really out of nowhere and the scoreline has changed dramatically and there's a big momentum shift. And then you see them starting to have a little bit of fun and, and you know, scoring tries from anywhere at any point. Um, but the, you're right, the, the first 40 minutes, and of course it's the biggest game of the year, so we, we used to have that uh, traditional 20-minute softening up period. I don't know if they call it that anymore, but <laughs> certainly you, we're going to see uh, Payne Haas and Todd Flegler and, and James Fisher-Harris and Moses Leota go go toe-to-toe, which will just be exceptional. And, and then you've got Isaiah Yeo and, and Paddy Carrigan, who are origin and kangaroo quality um, uh, opposition. So it's 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 you couldn't have asked for a better setup. And the first half, I think you're completely right. I think the lead or the momentum will be critical because last week against the Broncos, I thought – oh, sorry, against the Warriors, I thought the Broncos were really helter-skelter. Um, they were – they were not dialed in. They weren't concentrating. And you saw, again, a very emotional reaction from Kevin Walters at that halftime spray. Um, and it, it wasn't a, a teary one. He was he was fuming. So I think if they come out and overcook it, which the Broncos could, that's there's every chance that they could just get a little bit overawed on, on uh, Rugby League's grandest day on Sunday night. So, um, yeah, they need to keep their wits about them because the Panthers are definitely – because if they start doing things that they're doing against the Warriors, the Pan- they won't recover against the Panthers. They will not give you that luxury. So, yeah, I think obviously the, the, the halftime score will be imperative. Yeah, it, it's – the fact of the matter is, Yvonne, with this Panthers side, was it about at the hour mark of their prelim final, their completion rate was 97%? Yeah, I mean, they suffocate <laughs> They suffocate you out of a game and you, you can't literally afford to botch one opportunity to score, not one. Yeah, I think – Broncos, if pushed, I think the Broncos probably have more attack in them. I think the Broncos have more points in them. But the Panthers' defence has been far and away the best we've seen all year. And that's not going to change. That'll only get tighter. Um, so if, if they can defend and keep the Broncos turning away and, and you know kicking to corners and just wearing them out, um, yeah, that I think that would be hard for the Broncos if they've if you've thrown everything at the Panthers and you still don't have any points, 
it can be a little soul destroying and um yeah all of a sudden the game gets away on you very quickly and then you know and then someone like a Dylan Edwards who who will never be beaten for effort could then you know chime in and and you look at their back five To'o Taruva who won rookie of the year which was wonderful um Tungo, uh, Crichton, they're, they're all quality. And this will be Stephen Crichton's last game as a Penrith Panther and, and he'll want another premiership ring to walk out of the, the Panthers Academy before he heads to the Bulldogs. So, um, yeah, it's it's. It, I, I agree. I, I think the Panthers are not going to beat themselves. They are so much more mature. They have evolved as a team um, and it's going to take something pretty exceptional from Brisbane to, to pull this off on Sunday. Yeah, you mentioned the uh, the rookie of the year. I've got to ask you um, before we let you go. Uh, the the Delhi M's have caught a, a ton of controversy, certainly over this side of the uh, the Tasman. Do you reckon they need a revamp? I'm not going to go down the robbed path or not. The rules are there, and that's that's how they played out. But does does that award need a revamp when you see a result like that? Oh, I was pretty surprised to not see Sean win, and and not to take anything away from Kalen. No. Um, but I just think you're right. The system probably needs to be looked at um, just so that we probably do have a true reflection of who I think was probably the best player of the year. Um, and they did change the voting system this year so you can get a maximum of six points. And then when you put that into context... Of course, this year. Of course, this year. When yeah, I know. Five. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so if you put that into context, when the Knights caught fire right at the back end of this year, Kalen Pong is going to poll votes and and maximum points more often than not because everything pivots off Kalen Ponga and and no disrespect to the the other Newcastle Knights but he's the one that you're looking at and especially when that they made that switch back to fullback uh, for him out of 5'8 and it just changed the context and it changed the success rate of the Knights so if you're voting if you are a Dallium uh, judge and you're voting then you you poll Kalen Ponga you know, nine times out of 10, especially when they, what did they win? 13, no, 12, 13 11. games straight? Yeah, it was 10, 10, 11. 10, 10 in a row it was by the time they got to the first week of the final. So I think it was, uh, 10, I think it was 10 or nine for the, uh, the end of the regular season. Yeah. There. Ridiculous. So then that's why Kalen finished so strongly and, and it probably wasn't a true reflection of the entire season. And don't forget, he missed six weeks yep. when he went on to Vancouver to, um, you know, look at the concussion impact on his on his brain and do some research. So, uh, look, I didn't mind the fact that Callan got up there and said he had to make a really tough call. And while he was over in Vancouver, he decided mm. he wanted to stop letting people down. And I thought that's a massive credit to him. Um, but, yeah, Sean Johnson, I think, yeah, probably – would have easily been a well-respected uh, and well-received winner of this year's Dally M. But you know who I was thrilled for? Mr. Andrew Webster. What a champion. Yeah, my he's a goodness, dude. you have a gem there. Oh, my God. I, I just love him. And anyone listening to that speech uh, when he won Coach of the Year can understand immediately. You wanted to be on his team. You, you He makes you feel like he's your best friend. Um, he's just such a good guy and, uh, yeah, wowee, I'm, I'm so happy for him. Yvonne, I've seen him around the club. He has complete buy-in with every single person and is invested in who they are and what they're doing. He, When there's a win, he literally goes and thanks everybody from front office, uh, whether you're selling the tickets, selling the jersey, whoever you are, uh, and says congratulations on the performance. I think that speaks oh. volumes of the guy. He, it's, it's, yeah, He's a champion and... A champion as the coach of the year. Yvonne Sampson, so grateful for your time. Looking forward to uh, seeing you in the Fox Sports panel in the build-up and post of this grand final. We get that over here on Sky, so we'll be looking forward to that for sure. 
Well, I, I've actually put in, and I never ever do this, but a couple of weeks ago, no, I asked Foxy, of course Broncos you are. Broncos make it. Can I go to the game? So I um I will be at the grand final and, um, and loving every second. So you won't see me on the telly, but uh, you'll probably hear me screaming. <laughs> Even be- that that bring fills my heart with joy knowing you're there for a moment like that. Well done, Yvonne. That's that's smart. That's smart. That's, that's very clever. <laughs> It's a little cheeky, but I'll take it. Uh, well, good, on, good on you. You've got a good boss. Crikey, get that one. Yvonne Sampson there from Fox Sport. Looking forward to that grand final. Of course, you can get the grand final itself on uh, right here on SNZ between the Panthers and the Broncos. It is on Sunday night from 9pm here on SNZ. Also as well, taking the NRLW grand final between the Knights and the Titans. Some Kiwis involved in that one too from 10 to 6.